Okay, the title of my message today is Seeing Clearly Now. Does anybody remember that song? No? Huh? You know it? You can sing it? We'll give it, we'll give it opportunity in just a few minutes. <laughs> anyway, my scriptures are is Luke 18, 9 through 14. Okay. Luke 18, 9 through 14. It says, As he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others, two men went up to the temple to pray, one, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now, if you know anything about tax collectors, kind of like today, not, not very loved, are they? The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Okay? Now look at that. Thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even at this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word, Father. And Lord, I just ask you to put your blessings on them, Lord. Open our minds and our hearts so we can understand it, Lord. Be with me as I do the message. In God's name we pray. Amen. Okay. Let me tell you a story. Okay. Stories about a snake who had horrible eyesight. So where do you go when you can't see? Optometrist, right? All right, doctor. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my snake, he heads to the optometrist to get some glasses. After fitting his glasses, the optometrist told him, come back in three weeks for a follow-up. When the snake returned to the, to the eye doctor, the pharmacist asked, or the optometrist asking, snake, how's your glasses fit? Can you see good? Doctor, the snake says, I can see absolutely perfectly. Okay? But I'm so depressed. So why are you depressed? The snake said, I discovered that for the last three years, I've been living with a garden hose, not a snake. Okay? So... Sometimes, okay, seeing clearly can be awful painful, can't it? Because then you can see that it wasn't a, a snake. That you've been that, of course, you should have took the first, this, this will get me in trouble. You should have took the first hint when the, the garden hose didn't holler at him all for three years, right? 
I guess that wasn't very funny either. <laughs> but be careful, okay? When you start seeing clearly, you will see yourself. Not through your eyes, but through God's eyes. That's what we want to do, isn't it? Is see ourselves through God's eyes. The parable has some several points in it. The first one is seeing oneself. Seeing oneself is the first step to realizing God's gift of salvation. And it's through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You cannot, you cannot save yourself. You can't be good enough. You can't work hard enough. You have to rely on Jesus Christ. Now the Pharisees, the second point is the Pharisees trusted in themselves, didn't they? They thought themselves to be righteous. And they were gauging this on their own self-righteousness. Not God's. You remember what he got up and said? That I tithe. That I do all these things. Unlike them over there. He pointed to the tax collector. The foundation of the Pharisees' faith was themselves. They put themselves on this pedestal. Okay? On a pedestal much higher than others because he looked down. They did not look down on the tax collector. They trusted in their own perceived inherent goodness rather than God's unconditional grace, mercy, Forgiveness to achieve their salvation. Pharisees were looking at how good they was. That's why they were going to heaven. How much they did. What did the tax collector look for? He was looking for God's forgiveness, was he not? He couldn't even look up. He was so humbled about it. The third point is the Pharisees looked down with contempt on all others. They believed that they were the only ones deserving of God's grace because of their own self-righteousness. They thought that their self-righteousness would get them to heaven. After all, you know, if you, if you put your own pedestal up here, right? If you're thinking you're much higher in status and in life with God than you really are, you can't. You have to have somebody to look down on, don't you? Isn't that what he did? He said, I'm up here, and this tax collector is way down here. So thinking highly of yourself, you have to have somebody to look down on. According to the authors of the book, The Psychology Through the Eyes of Faith, the authors okay, said the problem is not people thinking 
too lowly of themselves, but thinking too highly of themselves. They wrote the most common error in people. Self-image is not unrealistically low self-esteem, but rating themselves much higher, much higher than they should. They didn't have an inferiority complex. They had a superiority complex. Fourth point on the parable says, not only did the Pharisees believe that they were God's chosen leaders and teachers. Remember the pedestal. But they believed that God had blessed them because of this. Did, Did you ever read about a poor Pharisee? You see anything in the Bible about poor Pharisees? That's because they thought that God blessed them with all these riches because they were doing God's work. Now that was the attitude of the Pharisees. Let's look at 1 Timothy, okay? Verses 17 through 19. 1 Timothy 17 to 19. It says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haunty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, whom gives the riches all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. What's he saying? What's he saying? Okay. You need to get your priorities right when you're laying up your riches. Okay. Not gold and silver. Not possessions. But good works, fruits that you're sending God. Invest in God's kingdom, not the world's kingdom. Let me tell you a story about this guy was not very lucky, but you, you remember when the Titanic's first, well, Darling will know, when it first sailed? <laughs> See, I'm in trouble again. But anyway, when the Titanic say, sailed, everybody who was somebody wanted to be on that maiden voyage. So this wealthy Canadian okay, got on the boat, and of course, what happened to it? It hit an iceberg, didn't it? And sank. So wealth has its privileges. When, when they were bringing up the lifeboats, because they didn't have near enough, guess who got in the lifeboats first? The people who had money and was in the first class. If you was way down at the bottom of the ship, you know, it was, it was sink or swim. But anyway, he says, he's getting on the boat, and he thinks, oh, no, I left my gold and my jewelry, over $300,000 in my room. So he don't get in the boat. He runs back to the room, getting his 300000 and, and there on the table sat a bag of, of oranges. And he looked at the oranges, and he had a, he had a battle in his mind. 
okay? When I'm on the lifeboat, what good is the gold in the jewelry? Not much, is it? What good is the oranges? If you're on a lifeboat out in the middle of the ocean with nothing to eat, what do you think would be good for them oranges? Keep you alive, wouldn't it? Anyway, he had to make a decision, didn't he? Gold in his hand, oranges in his hand. He made a life-changing decision. He decided that those worthless oranges were priceless and that gold wasn't worth a whole lot. Because when the ship sank, where was that gold going to be? It would be at the bottom of the ocean, wasn't it? Not being good for him at all. But you know, when he was faced with the prospect of dying, His values changed. And it changed then. Suddenly the world's riches wasn't so rich, wasn't so important to him. But that bag of banana uh, oranges was. Now let's take a look at the tax collector. Okay. I won't take long. Tax collector. He was ashamed of his sins. He couldn't even look up at God. He was so ashamed. He humbled, very humble. He desired God's forgiveness, knowing full well that he was not worthy to ask God for forgiveness. It's because of God's love and mercy that he would have gave this tax collector mercy and forgiveness for asking. And now look at the difference in the Pharisees and in the uh, Tax collector. Do you see him? The Pharisees were standing up telling him how good he was, how righteous he was. And had total contempt of anybody else, especially the tax collector. The tax collector, he was humble. He was asking God for forgiveness. Knowing he didn't deserve it. None of us deserve forgiveness. Always remember that. It's not because we deserve it. It's because of God's grace and his love for us. That's, that's the only reason that we'll get forgiveness from God. It's God reaching down to us. Reaching down. He's always seeking out people who don't know him as their Lord and Savior. Look at the snake. Who, when he got his glasses, he could see clearly now, couldn't he? He could see clearly now that that was not a snake in his little den. That was what? A rubber hose. If we died today, ask yourself this. If I die today, or Jesus comes back, where will I spend eternity? Where will I spend it? Are you not sure? How do we get that assurance? 
What's the first thing we have to do? We have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and ask for forgiveness for our sins. Lay those sins at his feet. Second thing we need is we need to check our priorities. Okay? Are we too worldly? Are we too attracted to worldly pleasures? What stands between me or you and making God the center of our universe? What stands there? Is it money? Is it a job? Is it possessions, power, some sports activity? What is it? Everybody, okay, most everybody, has something that stands between them and making God the, the center of your life. You've got to have your priorities. Okay? You've got to. Examine yourself through spiritual glasses. You remember what the snake did when he opened his eyes? I mean, when he had them glasses on? He saw what? A rubber hose, not a companion. You might not like what you see when you put your glasses on either. I guess what I'm asking you to do is to look in the mirror and have a gut check. You ever, you ever done that? You ever looked in the mirror and, and think, well, what have I done today? What kind of difference have I made in somebody's life today? Or have I? How am I living? Does, is my walk indicative of my talk? Or am I just talking? That's one thing I always remember about Pete, Pete Griffin. In Sunday school, he would always, always tell us to put feet on those prayers. So what was he asking for? Action, right? Anybody could ever talk the talk, but you've got to walk the walk. You have to walk the walk. So where am I going to these spiritual glasses at? You think Wally World sells them? Where do you think you get them at? Well, let me give you some hints, okay? The first place you need to do is you need to, to get on your knees and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and ask him for forgiveness. Because what happens when, he, when God forgives you and you're saved? What comes upon you? you didn't you sing a song about it? Huh? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes on you. And, and what did Jesus say he was, this Holy Spirit was going to be? A counselor. Isn't that what he said? That I have to go so that I can send my counselor to be with you. What's a counselor do? Doesn't he guide and direct you? Doesn't he tell you when you're, uh, when you're doing something you think is a little gray? And your conscience comes up and says, whoa, 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 Drew, don't do that. That's not only not gray, it's pretty black. Okay, Stay away from it. Because the scriptures are black or white. There's no in-between. There's no gray matter. 
So once you get accepted, the counselor will guide you. But you got to listen to him, okay? You can't just pile stuff on him and not be able to hear him. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Humble yourself, okay? Humble yourself before God. Tell him, Lord, I think more highly of myself than I really should. Humble me. Help me to understand how, just how bad a sinner I am. Study the Bible. Meditate on it. Now listen, you cannot read the Bible like a novel. Okay? You cannot. And get anything out of it. You've got to read it, meditate, study. Read it, meditate, study. Memorize verses. In our Sunday school, we were studying about memorizing verses because when, when life hits you or you have to, somebody asks you something that you need an answer for, memorizing these verses will help you because it will stick right out of your mind. It will come up. And then when you think you're going to, that something's right or wrong or maybe it's gray, those verses will tell you that, that you know, this is the path to go. But you have to study it. You have to meditate on the word. Or else you can't see, right? How are you going to see where you're at or what you're doing if you don't have a road map, if you don't have a set of glasses to say, you know, this is not the way I want you to live. This is not the path I want you to go down. God, is, God has given you a road map that's easy, well, not easy to follow. <laughs> it's there. Because being a Christian is not easy. I'll never tell you that. Because there's a lot of things that it's Christian to do that are not easy to do or not the worldly thing to do. Pray. We did a, cert- a, a, a series on prayers Wednesday nights, which is, was excellent. Okay? You need to pray. We need to pray not only individually, we need to pray corporately. Be specific in your prayers. Don't just go to bed and say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins today. Thank you, Lord. Good night. Okay? Be specific. When you lay your, your guilt and your sins upon God, it's not because God don't know them. But what he wants you to do is he wants you to lay them at his feet, acknowledge them that it was a sin, and ask to help him. Ask to help. Please help me, Lord. Help me, guide me, direct me. Touch me. Do whatever it needs to be done, Lord, so that, that I won't keep doing the same sins over and over again. Spend time with God. If you want these spiritual glasses on, God, spend time with God. And you're going to talk to him? Then what are you going to do? You're going to listen, right? You're going to listen. All right, Dave, was you the one going to sing that song for me? Was that a yes? Okay. Well, but the song, the song says uh, about laying, 
What was it, darling? I know you know that song. I can see clearly now. The rain has stopped. Okay. I can see clearly now because the sunshine. Okay. What do we what do we always relate bad times? Like cloudy rain, right? What do we relate to good times? Sunshine. Now, just throwing it out there, sometimes the sunshine can uh, brighten things up. <laughs> and then you see you for what you are. Sometimes, it, you know, it's, it's tough to want to be in the sunshine. <laughs> you know, because the sunshine will, will illuminate Make bright you. And like I say, sometimes we don't like we don't like what we see. But what I'd like to do, ask you to do, is to ask that God's light shine upon you and reveal your sins to you. Don't be so self righteous. Understand how how sinful you are, and ask God to please forgive me of my sins and name them. Show me the way. Show me somebody that doesn't know the Lord. You know, somebody that doesn't know you as the Lord and Savior. And there's a lot of them. But you've got to make it a priority to do these things. You have to make it a priority to help people. To try to lead people to God. Now when you talk to them about God, do you think that, that they're going to uh, jump up and down and say, I'll do it now. Okay? Most times that don't happen. Most times they'll tell you, oh yeah, I, I believe and I'll see you at church Sunday. I've been backsliding. And when do you see them? The next time you go visit them. But we have to go see these people. We have to bring God to them. That's what he wants us to do. That gentleman wrote that purpose-driven book. That thing was about this thick. It could have been condensed into Seek the Lost. That's what God's purpose put you here for, was for you, him to, you to seek the lost and to bring glory to him. To bring glory to him. So, can you see clearly today? If you can't, please, please, put your spiritual glasses on so you can see yourself. So you can see where you're at in life. And again, you may not like what you see. At least I haven't many a time. Okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer, please. Father in heaven, we come to you, Father, asking you, Lord. Well, first of all, thanking you, Father. Scriptures tell us clearly to thank you for your blessings and grace and your mercy first, Lord. For everything, Lord. The healing touch you have, Lord. 
you've answered so many prayers in this church, and I thank you for that, Father. But Lord, I ask you to open our eyes, open our hearts, that we may see ourselves, not through our sight, not through our self-righteousness, but through your eyes, Lord. You have a lot different scale than we do, Lord. Let us see that, Lord. Let us see that, Lord. In Christ's precious name.